The Epiphany. Why do we celebrate this to end the 12 days of Christmas and the coming of the Magi? It is because our Christian life is not about our search for God, it's about God's search for us. And that is unique to the Christian life. It is only in Christianity that God seeks out his people. And we know that to be true because he sent his son. God wants to be known by us. Now, you might scoff at that, feeling like God hasn't really made himself known all that well in your life, but he does. It's the reason that he sent his son, so that we could come to know him and to become like him, who is the son of the father. Christianity is about God's search for man first. Then yes, we have to search too. He doesn't just lay it all out on a platter. Sometimes I think that's what we would prefer. We would prefer God make a very tangible, concrete, evident revelation of his presence in our life because then everything would be crystal clear for us and we could move forward in our life knowing full well what the will of God is. But would we? If that happened, would we really follow better than we do right now? But what we celebrate today, what we remember with the wise men, is God wants to be known by us. And when we look to the story of the wise men, we see how God strives to make himself known by these foreigners. Now you have to remember how significant this story would have been for the first Jews hearing the Christmas story coming to know Christ. That religion in that time of history was very much relegated to culture, right? People were Jewish by faith and by race and by culture. And to allow others in almost never happened. And so to hear in the Christmas story, not only do the Jewish shepherds show up, but these Gentiles, these pagans, these non-believers who worship other gods have been led by God to come and worship and adore Christ. But a couple of things from the wise men that I think are important in the way that we strive to let God make himself known to us. The first is the recognition of the star, right? They were learned men. They were scholars, intellectuals, but they weren't the only astronomers of their time. And so they wouldn't have been the only ones to see the star, but they were the only ones to see the star and see something more significant than just some constellation coming together and creating a great light that isn't usually in the sky. God drew through what they already knew, what they were good at, and from that brought them to a deeper and more profound meaning. Sometimes I think too much in our faith, we approach God as something completely other than us that God is so different and so foreign to our human experience that it feels insurmountable to be able to accept what God is giving to us. 
right? We le- read the lives of the saints and we hear things that happen to them of the way that God revealed himself to those particular saints and we go, I, I, I can't even grasp that. That's not how God reveals himself. He reveals himself in that way to those people because that's the way that he communicates and speaks to them. God will reveal himself in your life according to what your gifts are and according to what your desires are. Right? It's something as simple as when you are in a relationship with somebody else. Right? We hear sometimes of the love languages. Well, the way that I show love to somebody differs based on who they are. Right? Sometimes people are very affectionate and want touch. Big huggers. You know all the big huggers in your life. Well, some of you are not big huggers. And so if you give a non-hugger a hug, it's not well received. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And so he is going to reveal himself, not according to something that is apart from us, but from something that is known to us. And so for each one of you, that is going to be different. So what is that for you, right? Maybe for you it's like the wise men and it's through an intellectual pursuit. It's through study and coming to a deeper understanding of the Christian mystery of reading theology and of coming to know the teachings and writings of the great theologians of our faith. Maybe for some of you that sounds like terrible penance. Just let me know, I can give that to you next time you come to confession. For some of you it might just be through human experience whether that's in the way that you interact and serve other people, or whether that's the way that you interact with God's creation around you. Through that human experience, you come to an appreciation and an understanding of something more profound than just a tree growing out of the ground. Maybe it's a purely spiritual experience. Maybe you are very much a spiritual person, and God can speak to you directly through spirit which is probably in the minority. God will reveal himself to you through what you already know. If you are open, like the wise men, for him to reveal those more profound meanings. The second part that I think is important that we gain from the wise men today is that in allowing God to reveal himself to us, in our response to that, there's going to be disappointment, right? The wise men leave their homeland searching for this king, and the star leads them to Judea. And so they go to the logical place where you would look for the king, which is the palace, which is in the great city of Jerusalem, and they go, yes, we're finally here. We have found the promise of what we were looking for. And they get to the palace, and there's no newborn child. So what do they do? Pack up and go home and go, well, we were way off. And that was disappointing. No. Two things are given to them. Again, God gives them the Jews who are able to complete their understanding of the promise that they saw in the stars and the scriptures. God sends others and he sends the word to help clarify what he was trying to reveal to them from the beginning. 
in our receiving of God's revelation, of wanting to be known by us, there's going to be disappointments along the way. There's going to be the ups and downs in our life of faith. What do we do when we face those disappointments? Whether that's disappointments in persistent prayer and feeling like we have unanswered prayer in our life, whether it was in a time of need and you came to someone of the church and they did not respond to your request in the way that you wished they would? Do those become moments where you abandon the search? Or instead, do you let others clarify for you why you experience disappointment? And do you let the Word of God that you hear every Sunday clarify further what it is that God is trying to reveal to you? Because which one of the wise men, when they left their homeland, would have expected to find the king in a simple home, in a small town that was mostly forgotten? But then, because they were open to God and what he revealed through the stars, and because they were open to his help again when they faced disappointment, when they meet Christ, they don't just acknowledge him as king. And we see that in their gifts. They acknowledge him as king through the gift of gold, but through the gift of frankincense, they acknowledge him as Lord, as God. Not just king of a nation, but as Lord of all creation. And they bow down in homage. God wants to be known by us. That is our starting point as Christians. Our Christian life is first about God's search for us before we ever search for him. It's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's what we remember every time we baptize a child. It's God's search for them before they are even able to search for him. And then from that, how do you respond? Do you respond in allowing God to show his deeper meaning through what he has already made you desire? and able to do? And then how do you face the disappointments of the ups and downs of coming to know God more profoundly? Because the gift of our Christian life is that God wants to be known by us.